Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Pop-In. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by party boy Pete McCormick, stunning Steve Cabot, and dangerous Diana Spencer. Party boy Pete, how are you feeling? What's right going on, Matty? You ready to do this thing? I'm ready to rock and roll, buddy. Love it. Strong stem Steve Cabot, how are we doing, my man? As always, overheated, overworked, and tired, but we ready. Love it, love it. Dangerous Diana, how are we today? What's up, what's up? I'm all right. I'm doing good. I had a good day. Good. Glad to hear. Hopefully we can make it better. You can find all our episodes and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at the Work and Perspectives Podcast. You can hang out with us on Instagram at Work and Perspectives Podcast and follow us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in society. Working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do us a solid. All right, so this week we aired the Carly Myers episode on the Working Perspectives podcast. Party Boy Pete, I remember we recorded it together. We had a really good time recording. Ep- the episode came out really well. What did you think, my man? Oh, yeah, I love the uh, the Carly episode. I uh, Lifeguarding is one of those jobs I wish I had as a kid. I'm like, that's a dream job for somebody as a teenager. So it was, like, fun going over that and all the shenanigans they did. Uh, and then, you know, all the uh, the barriers to, to entry for small businesses. Like, Carly just showing you, like, hey, what do you pay me? You know, it doesn't all go into my pocket. Like, I have overhead costs. I You know, I have things I have to pay for. Oh yeah, um, when so, she was talking about the lease, what was it called? The three. The triple lease? net lease, yeah. Triple so like when lease. you sign a lease, like like you know, like normally when you rent, like as a uh, as a person, if you rent an apartment, you don't pay property taxes, you don't pay uh, insurance or anything else. But when you have a triple net lease, all that liability passes on to uh, to the person that's renting. Yeah. So it's almost like uh, like what, what what the hell is the point of leasing? You might as well own. Correct. Yeah. That's what I mean. Sounded like a total scam to me. But what are you yeah. going to do? <laughs> if beggars can't be choosers. Uh, strong Sam, what did you think of the episode today? Again, like he said, the whole uh, lifeguard and pool life, that was a uh, interesting perspective from a different side because I was the kid that was always causing a problem and running in circles and doing shit you're not supposed to be doing. He was always on time out on the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) Hated me. Well, were you – so we were the same, though, but we were just fun. Like, they might have, like, like benched us and stuff and whatever – but they also loved us. Like, we were, like, what made that job entertaining. You know what I mean? I agree. Also, like, for the old heads that were, like, the lifeguards, they're like, all right, the good that these kids are, like, you know, keeping up the tradition of being, like, neighborhood scumbags. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> who who does like the hiring for teenage lifeguards? Like, I, I would like to meet the person that who like who would put that in my I, hands? Like, I you're in charge. My nineteen year old is in charge of that, I believe. Well, I think yeah. it's a township position, isn't it? I don't know. Like, well, if you're made director of the public pool, right, or like head lifeguard, I remember we had some creepy guy at ours that. Right, yeah. but you're hiring a bunch of eighteen year olds and like you not even not yeah, yeah you're hiring yeah they start at fourteen year olds <laughs> yeah I think the snack stands different because the snack stands owned by like it's like yeah. its own entity but I, the I, I think it owns yeah they recruit yeah. from the swim team like they all have swim teams and then they're just like that's, all right that's, yeah, that's yeah, as, as they but get older they be in charge of people's the lives that's the real thing no you like you shouldn't entrust your children to fourteen year olds that are like thinking about all this the you know well, like the water's the six last... foot deep i think we can you yeah know? but the last thing they're thinking about is saving your kid you know yeah. like I don't well know. think the, about the like beach. the pressure of god forbid something actually happening like what's the chance if that's a 50 50 chance that kid's gonna either freak the fuck out well oh, one yeah. is that kid even gonna be where it's, it's he's supposed to be is that teenager yeah. gonna be where they're supposed to be doing their job and well, that's why they only have uh, – so, so we go we go over this in the podcast, but that's why they only had 15-minute rotations. That way, like, they, they figure after 15 minutes, they lose their train of thoughts. So, like, oh, go to the other shit. chair and remember what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is that is true. Like, she does mention that. She's like, the heat was a big factor and, like, you know, not being complacent in the chair. Like, that's why, yeah, they kept moving. Uh, but, you know, I mean – Killer tan. But I, I know. Uh, so I, I know people that were pool lifeguards and then went on to be lifeguards at the beach. And at the beach, it's like a whole other level where, like, you have to do like uh, you have to run a mile and so much long and swim a mile, yeah. and you know, like, they, it's everything's timed and there's all kind of metrics. Oh, I think you have to like be able to tread water, like holding like sixty pound weights and all kinds of fun stuff. Holy shit! The beach is no joke. Those people, like, plus two, like that's real danger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've Rip been the, Have you guys ever seen like a save at a public pool? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah. I've, I think I went to the public school pool like almost every day for every summer from like you know the age of yeah. nine until like you know I don't know. Matt, like the only save I saw was one of my little siblings ran into the pool before like when they were like one or two, and my mom just reached down and grabbed them by the hair and pulled them out. I think it was Jimmy, <laughs> and that was the only save that I saw. See, that's see, that's you know that's smart, but yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I think I've only ever seen one, right? So, you know what I mean? But... There's one that, like, sticks out of to me. I don't know where we went, but my family, like, found this this thing. We they I think it was called Crab Fest. Uh -huh. And we, like, ah. I think we went to, it's either Delaware or Delco. Yeah. And you walk in, and this place is huge. It's, like, kind of like a barn, though, but, like, a bunch of tables covered in newspaper, just covered in crabs. So all these oh. people are sitting just shoveling. It was so much fun. But then outside there was this giant pool and there was a ton of people. There was a guy walking around with a zebra, like dangerously oh, close man. to everybody. Wait, wait. Yeah, this really real could be Zika or Delaware. Uh, zebra. A real fucking zebra. By this. What the fuck you mean on a yeah. leash? Like yeah. this thing was walking a... Aren't it was zebras on a, really aggressive? If he had aggressive? it on a lead, it was kind of like, like, you know... They're not as trainable. You ever go? It was not cool. Things a horse thing with stripes out. and a yeah, bad they, they, attitude. They're angry. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, it's they, a horse not, with stripes and they, bad attitude. Yeah, we it can't domesticate them. We've tried. Yeah, them Jones don't play. But uh, he brought it to the pool with this bazillion fucking children there, and they're like, uh, "I was. I thought he was gonna, someone was going to get kicked." I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, 
it was just such a weird thing. But there was a kid who went down in the water and his mom was freaking out. And there were so many people there. Like, it was weird. Like, no one did anything. I remember standing there, like, watching it. Watching mom freaking out. She's pointing at a kid looking for help. And it was just a weird, it was such a weird fucking thing. I bet you there's a strong correlation between, uh, uh, you know, zebra petting farms and the amount of kids that drowned at that pool. Because that does not seem like a sophisticated uh, client. It was a very weird spot, but it was so much fucking fun. It was, the guy with the zebra is kind of like the guy with fireworks. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like there's just one, <laughs> one dude with weird It's shit. the more updated version of the guy that has the snake on South Street. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. the snake, man. I got a zebra. Yeah, right? Right? Hell yeah. yeah. He's walking around with the zebra. And all the kids hey. are running up to it. And it's like, whoa, it's freaking out. I was like, whoa. Every time I was around a pool with the lifeguard thing and you see a swimmer, I give a ton, especially with guys now, as I'm a, uh, as I'm a coach, I've been a coach a long time. I recruit these kids and try to move them out of swimming into wrestling, right? Because all ah. these kids are in fabulous shape. It's yeah. a hard fucking sport. Whenever Big we time. went to a school where we were on a really good high school team, yeah. uh, the, the swim team at our high school was like nationally known. They're ridiculous, right? Those yeah. kids were always there before we were even running. Yeah. And they were there when we were like leaving practice. They were there longer than we were. Yeah. And as wrestlers, yeah. like, you know. Now, again, are they in water where it's much easier on their joints? And do they get to eat all the food? Of course they do. But it's still very hard thing. Agreed. Yeah, Dude, I have like no. So I, I try never... to recruit these guys all the time. They look yeah. at me like I, I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing a thing. I'm like, I've never thing. been around. Yeah. I never met one soul in high school, probably even into college, where they're like, "Yeah, I was on the swim team." Like, I never ever met any. I never it thought was it was a cool. So we, yeah, we 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 uh we talked on the podcast because like they were the only team that practiced as much as us because like we did two oh. days. You know, we'd be in before before school, we'd be there after, and they were there with us like doing oh, all yeah. their laps and like. That's why they were, you know, nationally ranked, like, number one at one point. But they, can, they, they put so in the work. Strange. my nuts because when we go into the locker room, they're eating giant bowls of food yeah. to replenish oh, their fucking – And I'm standing it. there, like, shaking and looking like oh, a goddamn snod. I was sitting there with them, like, yeah, it's tough to be a wrestler. To me. It's such a weird concept <laughs> to me. My it's cousin's concept. kids – my cousin's kids are swimming, like, and it's like every time I talk to them, I'm like, so what, what's going on? What are you doing? And they're like, no, just, you know, swim team, this, this, and this. And I'm, I'm just – I have nothing. You know what I mean? Great, like, great it's not baseball. Too. It's not football. It's not basketball. I cannot – I don't know what to say. I don't know how to no further love this for conversation. I don't know anything about fucking women, <laughs> yeah. you know, other than how to do it. All I know is that Michael show. Phelps probably has the biggest bong rips in the history of like oh, yeah, his lungs yeah. must be ridiculous. So we were, back in the day, there was a there was a superstar on my year, superstar uh, water polo guy, right? We yeah. go in the pool room to mess around, you know, practice. I jump yeah. in the pool. I'm a very good swimmer. I'm like messing around, telling him I'm gonna drown. The body's laughing, going, you know how easily I could kill you, and I'm like, yeah, stop, stop. I'm <laughs> a very good swimmer. At, Steve, you're this good at guy everything. pushed me. This guy pushed me under with one hand. And brought me minutes within my or seconds within my life, and then like kind of <laughs> let me back up and push me back down again. Just the, these water polo guys. That, that's the hardest one, the water polo. That, that was another that one too. that we got into. It was pretty. It was yeah, nuts. the whole water polo and how They're how ruthless nuts. they are. They're They're not they don't. Brutal. They uh, dude, they, they drown you in that shit. They just hold you under. And sh- they sharpen their toenails so they can slice your toenails underneath the water, what? like un- oh, slice yeah. your legs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't it's believe crazy. it. Again, I thought it was just swimming until so you meet some of these guys and I see what's going on. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, man. Like can't see under the water. They go, they go real nasty with it. Yeah, dude, they'll kick the shit out of you under the water and like yeah. ball tap you. Oh yeah, they're brutal. It's aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like everything you hear God, that goes on me, on like, like yeah, like you always hear about the stories of like uh, in in football when there's like a you know a, 
a, a pile on it and people are getting nut punched and like everything's going on down there. Like same thing with, with water polo, apparently under the, the water, the refs can't see. So it's a, you know, a free for all. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. People are very competitive. They all get they get cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're lined up getting ready for the game. You hit, It sounds like cleats, like click, click, click. <laughs> if steroids <laughs> worked for chess, guys would just show up with Jack at tournaments like, all right, I'm on to E5. But you know, it doesn't work. So, you know. I feel yeah. like I feel like like the water polo, too, is big in like Eastern European countries, you know? I've always feel yeah, like they got them big, tall, white dudes. Yeah. yeah. So those yeah, guys are in there. Them that's drowning like, doesn't feel that yeah. bad. Life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh man, I can you know drown in this water polo game or go back to Poland. What? Yeah. 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 I'll drown. At least there is glory in drowning. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually went, know, out like, this... went out like a warrior. So this is a great story. So there was a guy who was from the Czech Republic that used to come into Vinny T's. We called him Doc, right? So what <laughs> accent happened? All? Accent and all? Oh, oh dude, totally. So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what happened, okay. right? Oh so gosh. he was on the Czechoslovakian uh, water polo national Ooh, team. And he fella. went – so he went to the Olympics. I think it was either – was there a Mexico City one or – Maybe an LA was one. Was in the LA was eighty four and yeah, Mexico. Atlanta Mexico was eighty eight. Atlanta ninety six. Yeah, and Sal was ninety two. So Mexico City may have, oh that may have been in the sixties actually, man. I don't know. Let me uh, look yeah, it up. I don't know. Well, either way, I think it was in <laughs> Mexico City, if I remember correctly. Byrne would know, but either way, he goes to the Olympics, right? And then doesn't go back to Czechoslovakia, or it was the Czech Republic at the time, right? <laughs> Doesn't go yep, back, yep. goes to America illegally, right? Like, works ah. here, opens up a practice, eventually becomes a dentist, right? And then his best friend, who was in Czech or in the Czech Republic, died. So, hold on, hold on. You said he was leaving the Czech, right, in the 80s? This um, was actually, so I just looked it up. It's 68 was the Mexico City Olympics. No, it was. In, but that time's up because that's when it been, Eastern Europe would have been fully underneath the Iron Curtain and everything. So, yeah, yeah, so he didn't just, he didn't just leave, Matt. He probably clawed his way out of oh. this fucking country to get well, to, I he, can imagine his story to get here. So he went, like, exactly. So he went, Brutal. he was on the, he was on the national water polo team, goes right. to Mexico City for the Olympics. Ran at Mexico it, and didn't get back on the plane. Correct. Doesn't go yeah, back, defected. stays in Mexico, defects to the U.S., yeah. Gets yep. a job, gets asylum at a, at a at a consult. Eventually, well, gets his doctorate where he opens up his own dental practice. Right then, his best friend back in the Czech Republic died, and he had made a pact with his best friend that if he dies, he would take care of his best friend's girl. Right. So oh, that kids is wait 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 just his girl, not his. Like they don't have kids. They don't have kids. So well, then what do you mean by take care of? How are we taking care of her? She, I'm she, confused. Anything he she her, me to do? He, he paid for her to come to America. He okay. then married her. Of and course, had, he like, fucking marries her. Okay, now I get it. And married her, and they have like kids and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, that, well, that's a cool and thing. I met them, and they're nice. They're like really yeah. cool. You know, <laughs> and I guess but it's cool. Guy, I don't know. Here's the thing: if that was my girl, don't either of you two fucks go near my girl when I die. Oh. You fucking hear me? Don't well, you two fucks go near her. What if you wanted to protect her and give her a good life in America? 
I agree. You know, I agree. That's what I agree. he was Absolutely. doing. I'm being a dickhead. I agree. No, yeah. that's great. I agree. Well, you know, yeah. it's great. It's, cra- it's interesting when you look up those stories about how people defected because, like, when 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 they were at the Olympics, they I had uh, Puig, Puig's stories and shit. Yeah. They have chauffeurs that follow them around everywhere, so they have to like make contact with an American or an Englishman or somebody you know that was like in part of NATO, and then like let them know and be like, okay, like you know, here's my one window to escape. I have five minutes on Thursday that you can get me out of here. Uh, but then if you and miss now, it, I'm then gonna... uh, you're off to the gulag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm gonna mess. I'm gonna slaughter this. I think it's called like wet foot, dry foot, or some shit. That that's Cuba. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, if you can walk from Mexico in, no problem. But if you come in a boat, they have to stop you. But if you like walk from Mexico into well, America for on what? land, that's yeah, it's actually some weird so what, loophole for just of course political refugee or whatever it is. However, you can declare yourself. Basically, what for drive for well, if you're from a communist stop. country, if you get your if you get your uh, feet on U.S. soil, then they won't send you back. But if they catch it. you in the boat, the then, then they'll send you. I think it's crossing because they send a lot of people back. So you go to detention camp, then they send your dumb ass back immediately. Yeah, yeah, but it's specifically for communist countries, and it has to do like once you get on U.S. soil, then they won't send you back. But if I they catch you on the boat on the way, it. yeah, what foot, dry foot? Yeah, I think you're wrong. So I think wait. you can walk through Mexico. That's the way. That's the wet foot. If you come through on a continent and you declare yourself by moving from one continent to another, specifically Mexico, the southern border, uh, you can you're allowed in. But if you come from any type of craft and they see you coming in on a craft from the water, that's where you're out. I think it's that. So remember they went over so you, you can walk with, in, with, but you with, can't. Um, yes. How fucking stupid is that? So a lot you of big things in, like Asia, like Puig, Puig got smuggled into Colombia, and then Colombians brought him up through Mexico, and that's who showed up at the hotel with the uh, Dodgers, and there was like so, assassins to get him. Well, and wait, shit, that and makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It, it has to. Yeah. So like basically, I said like. If, if they catch right. you in U.S. territorial waters, that's wet foot. So then they send you back. Yes, yes. But if you're on right. U.S. land, so like this thing is like, it, once the boat reaches the so shore, if you, land if you get on to, U.S. land, then you're good. Okay. Yeah. You're right. But if they okay, catch you in the sense, water, yeah. then they send you back. Because that it's was the over. whole Elian yeah, yeah. Gonzalez thing. Remember that when we were kids? Isn't Elian that, yeah, Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that but he was kinda, a kid. Isn't that kind of like a tactic uh, Syrians were using? Was it this people from Syria? Are they called Syrians? Making yes. shit up. The people from Syria, weren't yeah. they going out on rafts and then, like, popping the rafts so they could be – because they needed to be rescued? Like, if they showed up on the raft, they would have oh, got Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that was wow. the thing. Like, well, like if you're on a boat – yeah, because the Syrians are, are a bunch of people in, in Africa, Middle East, they were going to Europe. And so, like, you know, Italy and all these countries, Spain, um, basically that was this thing. Like, if, if your boat was sinking, they had to rescue you. They yeah. could bring you on the land and then you could claim for asylum. Whereas if your boat was functional, then they could just turn you away with guns and be like, hey, you got to turn around. You can't come into the port. Yeah. yeah so that, that, it, like, that's like a thing that's like, uh, I don't want to say it's as old as time, but that's always man. like the big Weird. problem with immigration. Dude, internet, I would love to see the kind of shit that's happening in international waters right now. Uh, when, I was, when I was 21, or no, 20, we were down to visit a buddy in South Carolina on Myrtle Beach, went on one of them uh, casino uh, boats. Yeah, go out for it. There was a fucking uh, hurricane. We're out there. People were throwing up. All the money was falling off tables and shit. Oh but God. all of a sudden, you get two miles out. You go two miles out, and everything's legal. Oh, yeah. There's just whores running around. There's but prostitutes the, on the boat. Steve, do you remember what, what was the movie with uh... <laughs> dudes playing dice and shit? Well, what's that movie? Uh, the the the, uh, uh, the Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, Gangs of New York, right? Yeah. When they take the boxing yeah, match out yeah. onto the, like, oh, yeah, how yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. until we're no yeah. longer in this city, and then we can do yeah. whatever yeah. boxing matches we want, anything we yeah. want. Yep. 
It was crazy, though. Those that was fascinating. Nuts. So uh, boxing back then was illegal, right? Pugilism, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I read I read this And book. for good reason. When you look at those bare-knuckle boxes, a lot of people died. Like, every Such day people are dying in these matches. How yeah. yeah. dare you? Well, there's a lot because of they went to a knockout. There was no... And you're also choosing to do that. Well, so imagine, imagine this, right? The rules were this. That I believe it was they the the rounds ended when some like it was I think they were like one minute rounds right and then fights that went like a hundred rounds right exactly but then imagine this right if you knock a guy down right if you knock if you knock a guy down the person who knocked you down is allowed to start hitting you as soon as your hands leave the canvas. So that means Yo, you're so gonna that be on yeah, hell they're yeah. on all fours yeah. like this. So, wait. so the person punches down and yes. fucking obliterates them. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like this, the end of Cinderella Man where, where Maxi comes in to finish Such him off and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so wait, so yeah wait, where you're just sitting there and he rides him in. He's like, as soon as I lift his hand up, I'm coming up with the uppercut because I know he's coming in for the kill over top. Yeah. And there was still a ref there who was separating, correct? Correct. Well, he was and now separate- this ref, this ref says. Ready, set, go! Like just... he's he's holding because I can't back. hover on him. I can't hover on him because the rep will back me up. Correct? Oh yeah. You, but no, what? you can stand right there, and the guy's looking at you like, huh, huh, huh. As soon as he lets the hands go, <laughs> go boinga. I, I but also, if you were rep back then, that who needs that rep needs to get me in the fucking right. corner. I mean, in but the, see, in see, the, the thing turn is, like back the then, if you were the rep, there was a yeah, yeah, th- there was a off. very good chance you were going to get stabbed by a guy that bet on the guy that you True. made the call against. True. They were just like, Same "Oh, there, yeah. you, you, you stopped that," and I just thought a hundred dollars stabbed. Plus, there's no commission, so they weren't checking to yeah. see if they were like wrapping brass knuckles in their hands or holding like a lead pot, like a short lead pipe in there or something. Yeah. Like you know, no. I have a pair of brass knuckles in my purse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there. Didn't go. you get them from? Uh, from Gary, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. Hold on, I, I have for my birthday. There's a birthday. I have, I have, I have an issue. This is a fucking issue. Hit me. Who told you that you throwing brass knuckles at a a, a tough guy is gonna do a goddamn thing? Who told you that? Oh, no, they're nobody. steering you wrong. They're steering you wrong. That's it's not me, gonna, me walking home. It's me walking home with Get a lot mace. of cash in the middle of the mace. night with just or a one in my pocket. That's not gonna do. That's house. not gonna do anything to a big dude. I mean, I'm I'm just being honest. Like I, I always see like the girls you act like I play clean. Like I'm going in the box. I'm hitting hey, nuts, in the nuts with that. Yeah, right. throw it at him. Yeah, if the dude were to tackle her, she like he she would be on top, like or he would be on yes. top, and she's punching right in the dick. I'm assuming. Fair enough. You go for the dick, that's going to help. Yeah. Don't ever let someone tell you that <laughs> uh, there's like moves and all this karate self defense shit. Yeah. No, Bullshit. run. Kick him run. as hard as you can. Right Nutsacks. In the I, I do have a feeling, though, that whoever is, is going after Diana isn't expecting the brass knuckles to come out, though. Like it'll be like right. a nice little surprise. Oh, dude, I used to have a baton, right? One of those retractable batons. And so I worked Nancy with the Kerrigan over here. We got dude, young that Nancy one's, Kerrigan. That one scares people. <laughs> I was working in Germantown. I was in the middle of the hood, and I had to go down this rape alley to get to my car, and it, it was just a fucking rape worst. alley. Yeah. Never, so, never a good idea. Yeah. Mom, my dog's going to oh. hell. Stop. Stop. So I would walk down this rape alley to get to my car, and, you know, daylight savings just hits like 6 o'clock. It starts getting dark. So I kept getting, I felt like I was getting fucking followed. Like, I felt like I was followed everywhere. I was constantly, it was constantly a, 
fucking nightmare that place. Right. So the one day this dude was, and you know, I'm doing my crossing three times. Like I'm just like kind of weaving, yeah. checking them in my peripheral visions, you know, is he following me or not? And then I just turned around and was like, what? I was like, what's up? <laughs> like just started yelling. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, uh, do you have time to give out our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Yeah. (laughs) If I'm anything, I can swing a bat. You know what I mean? I have played softball my entire life. So that one was the closest thing, probably, that would would do. That is an intimidating thing where you just see to just go like, oh my God. That Mace, dude, I'll tell you, Mace is no, Mace will probably. Again, uh, I agree. So, myself. is it that scary? Because it's not that big. I'll run in and kick that thing down and dude, try to. I the don't mace. Know. I don't fucking the mace. know. Now, the mace, that shit is no joke. Any real pepper spray? And yeah, you mace, can do it at spray. a distance. There's, That's the key. You get the, the all the, the other stuff you hose. need to be close. I have like. I have like a Mary Poppins bag, so I was always afraid. Like I have a ton of, I carry my whole life with me, so I was always afraid. Like uh, I would set it off. You know what I mean? Like it'd go off in my purse. Like I'd be driving, yeah. reaching for you know a lighter or something, and then I just mace oh, yeah. myself in my car. Something like that. I was always afraid of mace. Me too. I do see that. Like the uh, the whole uh, yeah, I could see myself just spraying myself in the face on action. Like oh no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> going to spray the guy and spraying me instead. <laughs> don't do it Rocco like you're you would brother. have some Branaka and you'd be like oh the- ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst so okay so uh, like we said Carly Myers episode available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube it looks like we lost Steve thank you to all the listeners you're welcome uh, and then uh, next week like uh, Frank Palumbo will be airing this is like honestly me and pete this was i remember recording this this was such a fantastic like you get funny but you learn so much and it's just like and enlightening too because he's a name sounds so familiar because his name is all over south philly no relation but there's like a palumbo park in south philly there's a palumbo yeah yeah. and he's from south philly because like yeah we're doing the interview and i'm like oh are you really he's like no and i'm like oh yeah you know i'm a mccormick and there's tons of mccormick so it makes sense his but his yeah his his story uh too like Total badass, great story, and like you know, he's a cop in in Philadelphia, and he's a captain in the yeah. police department. So it's really, really, really great. And stuff. he and he got on the you know he got on the force in the nineties when uh when, yeah. when you know when when violent crime was at at its at its peak in the U.S. right the early nineties. Yeah. So he kind of yeah. got to see that transition, and yeah. then just this the transition of the city from you know a growing city to a a, a falling stagnating city to like you know now it's like kind of like on the rebound. Yeah. Um, so you know. It, he got to be a, a cop in almost three different Philadelphias. Yeah, he, dude, he survived Rendell, Clean Streets. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, he did it all, which is fascinating stuff. So and he's a history buff, which I'm always uh, I'm uh, as a, uh, amateur history buff myself. I like talking about that. Love history buffs. Big, big history buff myself. Love it. So, okay, so let's keep this moving before we get out of here. Uh, Diana, do you have any recommendations for our listeners for the weekend? Well, actually. Uh, last time we spoke, you were doing Longwood Guttons for uh, the fireworks. How'd it go? <laughs> I know. I'm doing that on the 17th. Oh, next okay. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So forget that. No, I don't know. It's funny you say that because I was literally just saying today, I got in like a mood today. I don't know what it, what it is, I but it. I feel like Rammy as shit. Like yeah. I feel Rammy and boring at the same time. Like I feel like I got to go get drunk and get in trouble or like right. 
skydive or something. Yeah, you're, 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 you're like itching to do something. You're like, I yeah. need to, yeah, you need to live. Yeah. I need like my adrenaline up. I don't know what I'm feeling. Maybe I'll yeah, go. I don't shot. know. Shot I, of adrenaline right in the keister. Yeah, I don't know what I need to do, but I need to do. I think I need to go get in some trouble. I think that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what my weekend's gonna end up being. Yeah, in one go. way or another. Where are you gonna get into this trouble at? I don't know. See, like when I get in this mood, if I start drinking, I'll end up by myself. Like I, I end up dipping from all my friends. <laughs> I do. I start like Matt's seen, I, I think you've seen me drunk. Like I'll be yeah. dancing, I'm singing, yeah. I'm like I'm a pretty good load, luckily. But I just leave. Like I just get in a in a Uber and then I'm downtown it's, in a club. Do you like do you just take inventory of the people around you? Like this isn't as much fun as I could be having. I, yeah. like, I just have these moments where like I just want to dance and then I just get an Uber and go to a club. I feel like, like when you're with your like it depends who your partner in crime is because when you're with like. We'll just say like, okay, I'll edit out her name. But if you when you're with, she's one of my best friends. Her. Majority of my best I friends know. are in their forties at this she, point in my life. I don't know what that is, means for me. She is the best. <laughs> I fucking love her. She is yeah. so great. She like, really I is. Love her too. She's Tell her best. I love her too. You, she'll love you back, buddy. So, <laughs> but either way, like I said, so Diana, it sounds to it to me, it seemed always that it was your partner in crime. Uh, yeah, it definitely depends who I'm with, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, but it all depends on like how, like what their kind of deal is. Like your one partner in crime is like, hey, we're hanging at the local, we're getting some drinks in, we're gonna have a blast, we're gonna fuck around, we're gonna swap stories and jokes. I and feel all that. like, see, I feel like when I get shit housed at Grams, like it's usually an accident. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's not like me and all my friends are like. Let's go get fucked up at Grams tonight. You know what I mean? Like it's like, do you want to get a drink? And then we get there, like, do you want a shot? And it's like, yeah. I'm like, do we want another shot? And then forty dollars in the jukebox, and you know what I mean. So that yeah. it like escalates at Grams. Oh, but yeah. I definitely have my friends where, like, I need friends that I can get like rowdy and fucking weird with. You know what I mean? So it's like, do you want to go this weekend, this Saturday? What are you doing? Do you want to go here? I'm like, yes, let's do it. Because like, I already know this is going to be a fucking blast. Even yeah. if it sucks, it's going to be a blast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely have that group out. of friends, but nice. you always start and end at Grams though. Every oh, time, dude. I used to have the- that that dippiness streak too. I mean, like where like I would get to a certain point in drunk where I'm just looking around me and I'm like, you know what? If I go off on my own, I could have more fun. Well, and then I get sometimes- it's like ADD. I think. <laughs> Yeah you're, yeah, you're just like, well, this is like, you're just bored. Like, no matter who it is, yeah. like, after so many minutes, you're like, well, you this uh, the time's up, it's time to move on to the next party. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I've been bored for seven minutes. What's next? Well, I know I would- <laughs> well, that's why I used to being in college when you could just like walk around uh, Drexel and Penn's campus looking Dude. for a house party and know that if like, I had five dollars, I could get it anywhere. Yeah, and that's like, what well, I was right. just gonna say. So, when I went to New Orleans for the first time. Uh, oh yeah, I Goat hit, City. Um, yeah. As soon as I, have you guys ever been there? No, I went. Oh, yeah, I went for. Yeah, yes. We need to do a podcast trip down to fucking New Orleans because it's yeah. a blast. But a place. the first time place. I saw the like, I remember we were. I was there for a bachelorette party. We were already pre-gaming. We get to Bourbon Street for the first time, and I'm like standing in the middle of the street at the end of Bourbon Street, just like w- taking it in. Yeah. And it's just like bar, bar, bar. Every bar has different music, Ooh, karaoke, yeah. male strippers. They all have different drinks. <laughs> DJ. They're all you know to go. I mean? 
I immediately shared my location with everybody. I was like, I'm going to end up getting lost. It's going to happen. And then it did. I immediately, it did not take long for me at all to be like, I'm out and just in and out of all these bars. I made so many friends. It was shithouse. My friends were freaking out looking for me. You know what I mean? It's like I shared my location and told you I was going to do it. And then yeah. it's different music and, and live music yep. and, and every single place. It was crazy. Yeah. I it love New like Orleans. Fun. Actually, New Orleans took my parents, like I took my parents well, down there for like the architecture and shit. And me and my dad ended up getting shit housed at a cooking class and ended up on Bourbon Street doing the same <laughs> uh, thing. That's the so best. That, the best <clears throat> when I went there, people kept telling me, like, oh, uh, you don't want to do Bourbon Street. It's for tourists. Go to French Street or go to this. And I'm like, Listen, motherfucker, I am a tourist. I've never yeah. been there. What are you talking about? Yeah. They said the yeah. same shit to me. I was like, yeah, I walked yeah. through the French Quarter for three it minutes. It was that fucking expensive. fantastic. I get back to the wildness. I came here for yeah, the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I did the Frenchman Street thing, walked for a minute. I'm like, all right, this is great. I'm like, but uh, on Bourbon Street, every other place, I can get a Hurricane and Irish Rose coffee. Yeah. I'm like, there's always, like, a new band pulling up. There's artists Dude. everywhere. Like, and, and then the there's just, like, going on and shit. Yeah, and then you, you just have get... the drunk people that are just, like, you have the zombie modes. Where I'm just like, let me just see what's going on. How far can he make it? Yeah, you did saying, you guys, dude? did you got, well, like, the, I, so I have anxiety, right, next, it's not even next morning, it's like the minute my subconscious sobers up, I'm like in a dead-ass sleep, what like, the <gasps> fuck? you know yeah. what I mean, like, checking barstool, like, just totally worried. Who got video? At 36, I, I had those reactions about things I did when I was like 19. I'm like, oh, what the fuck God. did you do? I, Why did you do that? No, what is Thank God they didn't have the cell phone video when we were young. Yeah. Yeah. I God. hate it now. Dude, I fucking lo- I smashed someone's phone to pieces at a bar downtown because they were videoing me. I was yeah. drunk. I see him in front of me shit. with his yeah. phone and I just took it out of his hand and like as hard as I could smashed it against a brick wall. Like I could not Dude. fucking believe. One time back in the day. Anxiety. So like I wake up hungover. You know what I mean? It's like the minute yeah. I sober up. I wake up like, oh my god, what did I say? Did that's I offend that person? What did I do? In. Yeah, that's what it is. I think it's because they went to Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, I wake up immediately like, Ugh, what did I do last night? And then it's an all day thing. Like I got to shake it off. I hate that feeling. But when I was in fucking New Orleans, it was a, times a zillion. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and we went down there when the um, Eagles were playing the Saints ah, in NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. So we were there yep. that week. So I was on the fucking Philadelphia Fox News. They got all of us on the news. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, my God. Not only am I down here acting like an asshole, I'm on the fucking news at home. Oh, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we, uh, we thought you didn't know what Diana was up to this week, but so we thought we'd bring yeah, you yeah. live from New Orleans. Hey. Everyone at work, Diana, took a week off. Diana, tell everyone to? about your shame right now. Oh, my God. Well, then I come back to work. They're like, oh, God, you guys were having fun. I was like, yeah, yeah. You, you, thank God they only saw Like, I licked a stripper's abs. I think, and he tasted like cocaine. Like, it was just. Oh, my God. <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> your abs taste numb. Yeah. yeah they taste like gasoline. Like, I'm all hammered. You're hot. I'm like, is that coke? <laughs> Who's doing was, coke off your abs? He was like, I actually, I just party. perspire cocaine. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sweating it. So he was like, right. I he's like, actually, Diane, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. So, all right, nice. So, your recommendation is to go to New Orleans and lick cocaine off a stripper's abs. Oh, stripper's so abs. That's, yes. Yeah, that sounds that's my like great. Great recommendation for the weekend. Uh, Steve, Chief Strong Sam, you got a recommendation <laughs> for the weekend or what? 
Hey, or actually, hold on. They, tell us, tell us about the wedding. What happened at the wedding? Listen, gentlemen, don't talk about things. Like uh, that. Okay. You know okay. I mean? We had yeah. fun. Everybody had fun. It was a fun time. Okay. You look good in your suit. You got <laughs> some pics of hey. you and your snazzy to the nines or what? Oh, the whole thing. The whole fucking All monkey right. suit. Nice. Okay. What do you but, got for a recommendation? Uh, we coming in hot with a trilogy. Connor McGregor Mega Match. Going back with Dustin, piggybacking off oh, Louisiana's finest, shit. the Cajun Raging Superstar, round three, the third mega fight. We here, baby. Man. It's time. Does, does Connor still live up to the real legend, or is it all flame out right here? Because it could. It could. He gets his ass beat again. I don't want to hear your fucking mouth no more. Poirier's a different level, man. He's. I agree. I think Poirier Poirier's beats a beast. I do Ever too. Since I'm a big training, fan. Do you know who Phil Daru is? Now, look him no. up. That's who Daru. Uh, Daru, D A R U. Phil Daru. Uh, he uh, he was a former fighter, but that's who Poirier's been training with. And he's well, you know, like, he, like I said, he's a, he's always in pictures with Sid. He's an American top team in Coconut yeah. Creek, Florida. So yeah. Sid's there. Jorge Masvidal. All those. That's like their their main little group. And they have Steve Mako. As yeah. their main wrestling coach, yep. yeah, really, yeah. Mako's the head yep. coach there, of course. He's wow, American top team. Dude, you got Mako Jersey is in the a beast. The, the, I still tell people to this day the the most dominant and fearful wrestler I've ever seen in my life is he not was, like Brock Lesnar or anything. It was Steve Mako. Steve Mako was so. It was Steve Mako. So good. Before the scariest human I've ever seen. Yeah. Before Gable Stevenson. <laughs> True. He's rivaling. Yeah. It. I agree, Pete. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, that was like always the guy. You were like the little, yeah. He pulls a gold medal, then I, yeah, um, I say less. All right, nice. Matt, or, or Steve, I'm looking up this card, and uh, Carlos Condit is on the undercard. Actually, wow. Oh. Read that. Who's the co-headline? They really don't. They probably don't pack this card because of uh, the draw of the main. It's Gilbert Bond, Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Ooh, Burns and Thompson's a top five fight between the that weight class. And then I never heard of this guy, but Tay Tuvasa Tay is fighting. Yeah, Tay Tuvasa fighting former NFL star Greg Hardy, also <laughs> a domestic Ooh. abuser. So Tuvasa oh, wow. has that huge bat. He's another, you know, he's a big guy, but he's a hard hitter. That's a good challenge again for Hardy. Yeah, that should be he's good. He's also uh, a very good grappler where Hardy got his ass beat on the ground last time. Looked great in stand-ups. Hands were fantastic. He's a real actual athlete with good hands. Just yeah. has no idea about grappling at this point. Mm. Yeah. And then the only other name that's standing out to me on the, also on the undercard is Ryan Hall fighting. Uh, some some no name. Nice. You got the leg lock ch- king out there. <laughs> oh, and Brad Tavares on the undercard. Oh, that I – mean, I'm getting old, man. All these guys on the undercard. I'm like, man, you guys – I remember when you these were going for titles. Yeah. yeah. Either way, Mystic Mac and the Raging Cajun. Come on, cuz. This is a huge I one. like it. Yeah, I'm now, on on Poirier, I'm Steve. I'm liking it. I'm allegedly not going to pay for this bullshit, right? Because it's too much money. <laughs> and allegedly. if anybody asks, no, everybody pays. Yeah, everyone pays. If Uncle Dana calls you up, we we all paid. Yeah. Fuck you, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So okay, cool. So yeah, check out the rec- great recommendation, Steve. So check out the fights. Mega this fight, baby. Mega fight. The third fight in a trilogy. It's rare to see like a good trilogy these days. So it's nice to see that 
Does the UFC have a lot of like big trilogies? I mean, not well, really. Steve, yeah. Steve, this was Poirier versus this was like way back in the day, right? The original fight. Yeah. Yeah. Before like Poirier, Poirier was only like around. nineteen or twenty yes, the first time they Connor fought. Beat yeah. The shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't finish well, him, right? Like it was like the first time the Connor went to decision. The big thing was we're talking about a guy who came out of the UFC, he's the first ever champ, champ, did legendary things, knocked out Jose Aldo with an incredible yep, yep. preamble thing. Was these Incredible, right? Then he kind of lost his little swing when uh, Khabib came in here and said, oh, okay, we'll see. watch me do this. But yeah. this is the last real thing after he lost to this guy. We've never seen Conor ever get beat up on his feet. Dustin put him down from his feet. That's never happened. Yep, yeah. It was always like, oh, Khabib's just a better grappler, blah, blah, blah. Dustin actually put him down with hands. But so, I think, like, see, I, I think in their first fight. Like, again, that's the end of Mystic Mac yeah. for me. I don't want to hear anybody tell me how Conor's one of the greatest ever. He's not if he loses this fight. Steve, the build on your comment, I in believe in the first fight, I believe Connor beat Poirier by taking him down. I think Poirier may have uh, torn his knee or something. And uh, it was the first time, or Connor tore his knee and ended up going for takedowns. But it was the first time he had, like, you know, not stood with a guy and, like, taking the guy down. And that, but Poirier was real young at the time, so he didn't know how to take advantage of it. And the second fight, we obviously saw when he, uh, he had matured a bit. And I'm not yeah. saying that anything that Connor's not, what he's done is absolutely legendary. I'm just saying for yeah. the, the amount of sport. shit he talks, which I love. Oh, yeah. To, it's either do or die with this fight for him. It's do or die, Mystic Mac. Yeah. And I think it just shows how good Poirier, too, is at the end he's, of the day. Like, he's Poirier's an all-time, you know. monster. Yeah. Monster. Nice. So, okay. So, cool. Great recommendation. Uh, Party Boy Pete, you got a recommendation for the weekend. Oh, Matt, the uh, my, my pool this past weekend just got a new springboard. They didn't have a springboard the first few times <laughs> I went there. <laughs> The diving and, uh, competition is on. I actually, yeah, I, I actually got reprimanded by a teenager for doing a backflip. Apparently, backflips are illegal off the diving board. So, Pete, <laughs> you, remember, you remember butt dives? Where you oh, stand yeah. stand up at the edge of the board, drop down, bang your butt, do a dive in. Like a I, Steve, after I got banned from my backflip, I didn't think the butt dive was going to fly over well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got screamed at my niece's little, uh, like, sixth grade graduation at some pool this year. Because I was like, you guys want to see a butt dive? The guy at the fucking the, the lifeguard was like, Carly Myers went, what are you doing? You can't, <laughs> you you can't jump on your ass and then flop to your stomach. Yeah. But nice. uh, I, I, so I always recommend the pool. And then the other thing too is we did, uh, we did dinner out. Our first like nice dinner out in a while. We did Labor Two down on Passion Ave. Matt, oh my God, the pasta. What was the it pasta called? Was, like, Labor Two. Labor Two down on Passion Avenue, and just like some you know of the, uh, uh it, it's it's right at the end of the block, uh, towards um, like a number? the end of the south side part of it. Uh, let me look it up. Hold on. Is there a Labor One? <laughs> uh, there is not. <laughs> My so oh so it's not labor in the number two it's labor two B I R T U and Steve uh, it is nineteen twenty seven East Passion yeah, so Avenue nineteen hundred block yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. that's not far from where I used to live for a while yeah yeah had some, some Noki some Papardelles some uh, oh, what's the matter with yo, you no, and a bunch of, about, yeah a bunch of stuff I can't even pronounce I can't pronounce most of the stuff that I have that's it was always delicious. good when you can't pronounce it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Great recommendation. Okay, so Labor 2 for a little gnocchi and, you okay, know, some Pete. Pepperdell and a little bit of that. They got wine on draft, too. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Cool. Okay, perfect. So we're coming to the top of time here. Dangerous, Diana. Anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens of your OnlyFans fans before we get out of here? <laughs> yeah, I'm raising my prices. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, if you want to see her feet. Inflation. Inflation. Have to pay up. Hey, all right. Hey, <laughs> Saul's ain't cheap. 
These supply shocks are getting out of control. First gasoline, next lumber, now Diana D's. You know, know, this is getting ridiculous. Ridiculous. (laughs) What was that, D? I was using it this weekend. I was so close to taking a video. It wasn't even funny. I was cracking up. Oh, you had to. How dare you not? Oh, baby. Tim's in yoga pants. Here it comes. Yeah. Get ready. So I, uh, you know, just because it's on my mind, like I think I have to talk. Like I, I found this out. Apparently, there are guys that run only fan, only fan pages of girls that didn't like get traction on OnlyFans. Because apparently, like you have to like put some effort into this. So there are guys oh, yeah. that'll go through OnlyFans and they'll look for girls that like did it for like a week or two and then didn't do well, and they'll compile the three pictures here and the four pictures there, and then make a mega account and promote it all over and make money off of these. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. Wow. So uh, if you're going to go on OnlyFans, idea. make sure you copyright your material and uh, yeah, do some yeah. DMCA claims when someone comes if in. If you uh... don't, I'm about to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, good. Uh, strong stem. any recommendation? Or sorry, uh, anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens before we take off? Drink lots of water. It's hot out there, fellas. Great tip. Dude, it's hot. It's a great tip. Oh. It, it is. It's too fucking hot. I drank 400 bottles of water and them stupid-ass Gatorades that act like they're Pedialytes, but they're not Pedialytes. They're so not. don't give me the whole it's 239 a bottle. I'll do whatever. Yeah. Fuck you, Gatorade. They're a lie. Yeah, and they're not sponsoring this show. So there you no, go. No, fuck you, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. That's why I pour salt into my own order and fuck make my you, own Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> fuck you, Gatorade. Yeah. So, all right. Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to the fans before we take off? Uh, just uh, party on party, people. Party on party, people. Let me hear some noise. Love it. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Pop-In. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Dangerous Diana Spencer, Stunning Steve Cabot, and the Prince of Party, Party Boy Pete McCormick. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and hang out with us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working B Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right, this is the end of the show. Have a great weekend. See ya. It's our objective to be effective by in society. Working perspective Exploring your day And how you get paid Launching a new episode Every Tuesday Your day can